Sam Hunt? Sam Sam Hunt. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, I doubt that that guy writes his songs. What's oh, definitely not. What song did he? What, what was his big one? Uh, Blue Jean backwash or something. Yeah. <laughs> Mouthwash residue. Yeah, it's just uh, like body like a back road. Body like a back. That, that that legitimately is the same thing. Brunch, hit it, boys. You just got tagged in a thing that was one of those build your ultimate. You've got you got seventy points. How are you going to build your ultimate rock band? I hate all those things. Whenever I see them pop up, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be st- this. Let me let me look. Let me, let me, what are the options though? I especially dislike the ones that are like you've got five dollars or you've got ten dollars mm. because I don't like buying people. I think right. it says it's a bad thing. That's true. Um, yeah, you, you say points. Right. So uh, this one is build your own rock band. Somebody tagged me in it. I don't have any interest in actually doing that because I don't I don't know music that well. Yeah. Uh, but the person who tagged me in it has Father John Misty as their uh, as their, their what? It could be he was the drummer of Fleet Foxes. That's true. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is their singer. They got him on the Vokes. Yeah. Oh, okay. My, my my ideal rock band would honestly be uh, singer Father John Misty, uh, guitarist Father John Misty, drummer drummer Father John Misty. You might not know was in Fleet Foxes. We should make something like that. That's like build your ultimate whatever. But it's like uh, we have to choose what whatever means for sure. We got to think of something there. But uh, it's just like a mess of people that are just the only people that we ever talk about. <laughs> yes. So it's like. Build your ultimate rock band for, like, you have $5 to spend. You can just spend all $5 on Josh Tillman, <laughs> or you can spend, like, a dollar on... Uh, like Young Donna. Bootleg uh, on... Uh, who's who's the big bootleg guy we talk about? Bootleg guy, uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah, bootleg Tom Hardy. <laughs> See if it, maybe he's... Maybe he plays some stuff. You got... <laughs> there's... There's... We've we've not perused his Wikipedia page. It could say bootleg Tom Hardy is an American actor, singer, director. That'd be and something. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. And then you just fill out a bunch of those things. Also, if it, if I got like a build your ultimate rock band thing, I'd be like, all right, uh, how much? How much for uh, for Benny? Is Bjorn on the list? <laughs> we got Anyeta. Can we can we do that? <laughs> I would just basically build Abba and like <laughs> Abba, but the With drummer Father John is Misty. Father John Misty. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I would pick. Uh, I would add my guitarist would be uh, Gary Clark Jr. But you have to mention that he is in either uh, he's in either Friday Night Lights or Chef. Yes, build, so we have to do like build your ultimate anecdotal yes. rock band. <laughs> yes. And it's Father John Misty. Uh, one of them is real name Josh Tillman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Another, oh, that's true. Father, one of them's Father John Misty. Real, real name, name Josh, Josh Tillman. Tillman. Father John. Father John Misty. Hotel Artemis. Oh, Father yeah. John Misty was, uh, was a drummer of the Fleet. Was drummer <laughs> of Fleet Foxes. What's another one? Um, there will be some Misty talk in this one. There, uh, I did have a big. I had a huge moment for. Uh, Father John Misty anecdotes. It was like an all-timer. Uh, we were waiting in between 
We were waiting for in between Jason Isbell and Father John Misty's sets. Uh, gotta say, Father John Misty really had it on him to be the uh, comic relief. They both both artists were very aware of like we are putting on the most depressing tour imaginable. <laughs> because on one hand, you have Jason Isbell, who's like a lot of his vibe is. Uh, like I, I've done some bad things in my day, mm-hmm. and I uh, one of the lines of his songs is uh, "I sobered up and I swore off that stuff for good." And there was like a there's like a huge cheer when he sings that, which my friend and I were like, "Wow, it's an interesting reaction!" Another to that. sign that like the world is slowly but surely getting better. Like 15 years ago, I feel like if somebody had a lyric in their song like "I'll never touch alcohol again," people would be like, "Soft." <laughs> Let's get drunk. Yeah, what my friend did point out, she was like, it is a little odd that like everybody who is here and is drunk is like raising their poison. Fuck alcohol. Yeah, you did it, man. We're proud of you. But anyway, uh, it's just a support for the guy on stage getting his life together. Yeah. uh, So in between those uh, their sets, we were talking to this awesome like duo of i don't know if they were a couple or what but i said afterwards like they walked away i said to my friend i was like you're just gonna like let them go and she was like what do you mean i was like if i met people like this in boston uh, she lives in philadelphia i was like i would like, like, get their number. get their information yeah. i'd be like yo like there's there's some good ones here what's up let's hang out there's this guy that looked like jason mansukas was Ooh. like the friendliest nicest guy in the world uh his either friend or girlfriend partner whatever she had never she didn't know anything about father john misty hell yeah. and i was like well this is you're standing next to the right guy right <laughs> i was like well th- this is how you do, like I'll, I'll help be first your first. like drug guide basically. he was the drummer in the flea foxes <laughs> so i didn't even get a chance to get into any father john misty anecdotes because uh i said i was like so you've never seen him before uh how about you? Uh, his name was Chris, but again, real, just like a friendlier Jason Manzukis. By the end of it, in my head, this guy was so nice that I was like, he's friendly Jason Manzukis. That I was like, do I now think that like Jason Manzukis is an unfriendly is guy? <laughs> he seems yeah. like a nice guy, right? I was like, this guy's Jason Manzukis, but like way nicer. <laughs> <laughs> not that like not not the super mean aggressive stuff that you normally get out of jason mansukas and he was like yeah i saw him once it was uh a few years ago it was at a music festival it was this like xpn fest or whatever and in my head i was like why is that ringing a bell i was like oh was uh was there like a ship in the background when he was performing and he was like yeah and i was like did he only play like one song and then have a a rant and he was like yes he was like he just like yelled the whole time and then he got off the stage and i was like you were there for the, the father john misty rant and he was like wait well, yeah, oh like was is that like uh he wasn't aware that this is like a famous rant yeah i was like was that like a notable thing and i was like oh my god yeah and I, so this guy had not gone back and watched the video or whatever he was like i we remembered that like he was very upset and it was uh right after trump had gotten the uh republican Nom, but he was it was very un- difficult to understand what he was saying or if he was joking or what he was doing it's pretty I funny because like, we, yeah. we just talked about that on last week's episode right so so i was like oh man that's crazy you were there for that 
This guy didn't even know was, that he was a part of history. Right. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, and the next thing that he put out after that was the Pure Comedy album. And it kind of put all that rant in context. That made his friend very interested because she was like, oh, so he was realizing in real time, uh, this is very bad. And like entertainment and just putting stupid stuff out there has basically led to the rise of Trump. And I was like, yes. And then he basically had a whole album about it. And she was So she was very... Uh, intrigued and by the end when he played pure comedy both uh that girl and my friend were like and my my friend i I was really forcing father john misty on her and so she knew the songs by the time she saw him but by the end of it after she saw him play pure comedy she was like i guess okay (laughs) i get it and this guy's awesome but yeah that's one of that's one of the big uh that's one of the big father john misty anecdotes that he had a rant hell yeah (laughs) so uh, on your scorecard, <laughs> how how would we price these? So, uh, real name Josh Tillman. I think that's that's got to be the big money maker. That's the big one. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of use out of that one. Yeah, uh, had a rant is probably maybe the cheapest Last, one. Yeah. Uh, was the drummer of Fleet Foxes? I think is, that's got to be second. Yeah, uh, and then Hotel Artemis. Not not the biggest movie, so I think that can go third. Uh, act, so Father John Misty, actor. Question mark because you get both Hotel True Artemis and Stranger, and Stranger Things, Things yeah. which he of course turned down. Turned down. He he was not in it. Uh, he did not play his uh, Stars Born song, but I now have context on why he felt the need to do it. Uh, Jason Isbell played his Stars oh, Born song. Okay, okay. Because uh, Jason Isbell wrote the maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Oh, really? So I like when he sang that, I was like. Damn, that's a really good song. I know they, they should they should have something in their contracts for that movie that they are not allowed to play those songs because right or Bradley Cooper should just give them a bunch of money to be like, hey, please don't make me look bad. Yeah, in uh, yeah, right. You you hear that and you're like, man, right? Oh, it's like, it's like a, per, a person song. who's actually a musician, <laughs> right? Someone who could sing that better than Bradley <laughs> right? Cooper wrote that, which is a very Nashville thing anyway. Whenever like a a star gets uh, big. You're like, oh, let me check out this guy. You look at his Wikipedia page, and it's like, before releasing his debut album, he wrote songs for Luke Bryan, like, uh, all these people like that it's all like these he was idiots. way worse than. <laughs> yeah. Like, basically, you cut your teeth in Nashville by just, like, eating shit. And it's like, hey, great song. Let's give it to somebody who, who sings worse, <laughs> but has posture and, and like, a, a nice face. Right. Uh, is Luke Bryan even hot? If people think that he is, I don't think so. He's very doofy. Oh, he is the definition of doofy. Yeah. You've heard it here before. For sure always has a pencil on him. <laughs> and every time he does anything wrong, says, I'm such a doofus. Yes. I'm such uh, a doofus. Who is the other one? The, uh, the one who played uh, who played college football. Uh, Sam Hunt. Sam, Sam Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I doubt that that guy writes his songs. What's, oh, definitely not. What song did he... What, what was his big one? Uh, Blue Jean Backwash or something? Yeah. <laughs> mouthwash residue yeah it's just like body like a back road body like a back that 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 legitimately is the same thing yes body like a back road and blue jean backwash (laughs) oh god that's so gross i uh i could make a song called blue jean backwash you should it would just be like it would be about a girl who left and now i'm like now i'm stuck with the blue jean backwash la lady Blue right. jean backwash. Yes, it would essentially be... Right, well, so Bernie Toppin and Elton John, uh, they're cutting their teeth, just giving uh, a, a stupid podcaster a, a skeleton for <laughs> yes. his song. 
and then one day maybe they'll get big. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have you? We haven't seen Rocket Man again yet. That surprises me. Uh, it doesn't really surprise me because there's there's movies coming out now. Yeah, like, there's a lot of movies. There's movie. Oh, uh, shouts out to me. Um, I was sexist and problematic Ooh. accidentally. Ooh. Um, so I was in Philly this weekend uh, with my friend uh, Sam, who is the. If there's anybody that's better at social media than you, it actually might be my friend Sam. She does team accounts, right? Yeah, she's like the she's like in charge of the Eagles. Okay, I think uh, she was in charge of the Flyers. Yeah, uh, she had the tweet, uh, the Walking Dead tweet. Yes, the iconic "Let's yes. go, Lucille." Yes, tweet. yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, she was like, "Are you are you still seeing movies as regularly as you usually do?" And I was like. Uh, I'm starting to do more now because they're finally coming out. But for a while, there were just nothing. And she was like, "All right, what movie? What good movies have there been this year?" I named a couple, and I was like, "Yeah, I can't really think of anything this year? else." What's that? This year? Yeah, just like, like post Oscar season, not right? Really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like th- th- this isn't the the time for it. And l- later, I was like, "Oh, she brought up Booksmart later," and I was like, "Oh, I did see Booksmart, and it was really good." And she was like, "Huh?" But if you forgot about it right away, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Hell yeah!" There's that like without knowing it. I did see uh I did see Booksmart uh last the week. Time? No. I saw oh, it last you week seen for the it first yet? time, no. Man, so that was a describe to one another movie? What'd you think? Yes. Uh I thought that it was really good. Yeah. Uh it, I think really good is correct. And might have been might have suffered from a little bit of overhype because everybody was like, Oh my god, this is right. fucking amazing. But like it was exactly what I hoped that it would be. Mm-hmm. I thought the chemistry between the two the two girls was awesome. Oh yeah. They were both awesome. Uh the a kid that I absolutely loved in that movie too was uh, the one who has the the party that nobody goes to, like uh, the loser who tries hard. Oh yeah, yeah. And like he just tries so so hard. That kid was hilarious. Yeah, I and can, also I can, like adorable. Uh, then the, I I liked the the nightmare woman that's like just keeps showing up. Oh with yeah, more drugs. Yeah. yeah, I mean she was great. There were a lot of great characters in that movie. Um, so. That I would for sure recommend, and probably like one of the better movies that's come out this year is post Oscar season. Um, yeah. yeah, but now we're getting like every week we're getting at least one or two movies. I've already bought my ticket for uh, yesterday. I bought my ticket for uh, for Lion King this morning. Oh, there's they are talking about Lion King and how it's going to be a tough ticket. Yes, I haven't gotten it yet. I did see a trailer for Lion King today, and I got to say, people I think are in for a rude awakening. Why? Because it's quote unquote live action, it's made to look like it's real tigers and lions. Tigers, Lion. it's all real lions and such. Lions, um, tigers, and bears. Here's the thing that people don't realize, though, or I, th- I think that they, they realize it, but they're not going to be thinking it as they watch the movie. No lion looks happy or cute that is older than like four days old. So you're going to be watching. Like I don't know how it's going to look. Like the juxtaposition of. A lot of menacing, horrifying-looking lions right. shot super close as they're supposed to be singing Elton John and <laughs> like bathing each other. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like the it's gonna be a more menacing-looking movie than I think people There's not a lot of like expect. adult lion songs. I feel like most of the songs come from. Uh, it's not adult though. It's when you are more than one day old as a lion, you look like a freaking lion. No, there's like a so cub even stage. kids, so even like Hakuna, Maka, Ma, Hakuna, Hakuna Matata, that's a teenage lion, whatever the equivalent would be. Cool, that's a big lion with a mane and is scary. Sure, yeah, it's I not going to have a Matthew are, Broderick face. They're they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty. It's going to have a lion face. Creatures. 
They're not stoic. Is they, stoic means like they're, they're like serious, right? Stoic means like expressionless, serious, yes. Lions aren't expressionless. They look like things that are trying to eat something. Scary. Okay, so if your best case scenario is it's a stoic-looking lion, a stoic-looking lion, if you see a stoic-looking lion, you think... I bet that's going to eat me. Let's hit, some, hit, let's hit some Elton John. <laughs> right, yeah. You know what? I was thinking about that, too. I was like, let's just, off of that, let's just get some videos of, like, lions eating stuff and just, like, set it to the one. <laughs> uh, why didn't they have Elton John, like, back for the soundtrack? I'm assuming he's still alive. I'm assuming they're still going to use those songs. They're going to use the songs, but, I mean, they're, they're clearly doing, like, their own... Uh, interpretation they got to make them scarier because it's yes. a bunch of scary ass looking lions so you know josh tillman's going to be singing them instead that'd be great i mean josh tillman basically is like darker elton john so if you're going to go from fun matthew broderick looking animals to real real looking lions might as well darken up the the music as well just could just have like jason isbell and just did that that's the tour of the people who voice all of the music in uh, The Lion King. Uh, I also saw a trailer for Dora the Explorer, and that looks awesome. I don't know anything about Dora the Explorer other than that she asks a lot of questions. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's peak season, season for asking a lot of questions. They love showing that. They love taking the video of that guy that uh, used to do that show that nobody... I didn't ever watch it. I don't know what, what age bracket it's for. What are you talking but about? the guy that does like the, the... He would ask questions during his show it's like uh they would either demonstrate stuff or learn about stuff and he would it was like a mystery type thing you've for sure seen this people will it's like a meme now where it's a guy asking a lot of questions like you ever wash your car or and then like it'll be the intro for something no I don't you know. for sure have seen it Maybe. every meme is like me sleeping my kids at 4 a.m have you ever walked out of a mall into a huge parking area and realized You'd forgotten where you parked your car. Ever gone mountain biking? What do you want to be when you grow up? What's the right tip? Have you called a plumber to your home lately? How superstitious are you? How much money would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery? Would you display this as a trophy? Do you have a pet? Do you have a sweet tooth? Do you believe in the power of a curse? Have you had your hearing tested lately? Planning a trip soon? Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Do you love to go a-wandering beneath a clear blue sky? Have you noticed what big stars real estate agents have become? Are you careful with your personal records? Does your computer ever seem to have a mind of its own? Have you ever visited a Chinatown section in a major city? Have you ever visited a flea market? Have you ever visited a truck stop? Did you ever have a job as a waiter? Have you noticed how many successful restaurants are theme-based these days? Have you ever had the desire to write your initials in wet cement? And it's just like a super cut of like, you ever wash your car? Do you know the number for the police? And it's like 15 different things all back to back. Yes, you you have. All right. Yes, you have. I guess I'll believe you, but I don't recall. But it's like peak uh, question asking season. If you're a person that asks a lot of questions, they're going to make a movie out of you or a meme out of you. Uh, But the Dora the Explorer movie looks... Did you see the trailer for it? Uh, I believe so. It's the live action one, right? Yes. uh, Believe it or not, they're making a live action version of a cartoon. It's crazy. I can't believe that. Uh, With real lions. Did I tell you that I saw Dumbo? Yes, you did. And uh, not very good. Yeah, you didn't have much on it. No. (laughs) Not much to report back. Yeah, no, not very good. Didn't like it. Um, But yeah, it is what it is. I didn't expect that one. I expected that one to be the worst. Actually, that's not true. I expected Aladdin to be the worst of the uh, of the bunch. And yeah, Aladdin man, was great. We're playing, we're playing with house money now. Now that Aladdin ended up being good, 
is like we you, we expected that to be the bad one. So now, if any of these ones that we want to be good or bad, it's like ah, oh, well, whatever. It all worked. It all comes out in the wash. Well, I think. Well, I think it's kind of like they've it's evened out a little bit because Dumbo was worse than I expected. Although I didn't have super high expectations for it, but I think that's also because like I I saw the reviews come out on it. Uh, Dumbo was like a huge don't care for me. So okay. if I ever see it. I don't know what my expectations would even be. Um, I saw, or we saw these trailers uh, while waiting to see the fourth Toy Story. Toy Story 4, as it's called. Uh, I think that we were both on the same page that we didn't need a fourth story, uh, fourth Toy Story, but whatever. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to turn it down. Uh, I did, when I was seeing it, a guy walked in with a baby, and I was like... I had a real rowdy theater. Really? Like, yeah. Like I sat next to a, a child who was singing along during some of the songs, which was cute. Nice. Uh, and then behind Great song, me, there was Don't like Throw a Yourself song. Away. The, there's a new Randy oh, yes. Newman one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, what else was there? Uh, there was a screaming. There was like a screaming child behind me. Mm. Didn't love that. I had a screaming baby on my flight uh, this weekend. And was it me? It was right in front of me. I scream and yeah. I cry like a baby every time I fly. It was right in front of me and everyone handled it right they were all like that is adorable we love that baby keep screaming and i i liked it uh shouts out scream babies yeah this guy walked in though with a baby and i was like has that baby seen the first three (laughs) like and if so it's an awful lot of screen time wouldn't you say yeah, <laughs> you've already you're, you've already racked up hours and like hours. Half of this baby's life is dedicated to has watching been screen Toy time. Story. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I don't know what the what the downside of screen time is supposed to be, but basically you're going to grow up. We you're going to end up having screen time anyway. Like screen time is bad for adults, and they're still doing that. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, but Toy Story four. Uh, uh, I I thought that it was kind of delightful. Like yeah, was, I liked it. It wasn't the best of the bunch. And no. It doesn't... I don't know if I, I'll, like... I don't know if it'll stick with me for, uh, for a little spoiler, while. Spoiler, it's not going to, because you know what movies don't stick with you? Toy Story. You don't know anything... The first one did. ...about anything in the second or third Toy Story. That's All true. you know is it was very sad at the end of the third one, and uh, there was the... And in the second one, the old white guy turned out to be an asshole. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Uh, yeah, mind no. blown. Yeah, you, that's a, that's, a, it, that's a correct. These take. movies are not meant to be retained. That's that is very very correct because I don't remember a goddamn thing that happens in two or three. And I saw three like what like five six years ago, and I yeah, don't it recall it at all. Ten dollars. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean it was it was a very enjoyable movie as I was watching it. I think the one thing that I I would have hoped for a little bit more is is more shenanigans with uh with Woody and Buzz. They weren't together. Yeah, for they, I, much I the think that this movie. was. Uh, I think that they were basically like, hey, uh, Tim Allen, we're only going to need you for like 15 yes. minutes. Uh, get in, say as little shit about Trump as possible, yes. and get out. You're freaking everyone out. Yeah. We we can't stand having you Go around. back to your uh, your like uh, right-wing sitcom. Right. Give, give Timmy Thomas our best. <laughs> just, uh, we do need you. We do need Buzz. We'll, we'll yes. admit. Uh, just uh, record. We're going to. Most of Buzz Lightyear's lines were. Uh, recorded in the first movie because it was just him pressing his own <laughs> buttons true. to play. They they legitimately did not use Tim Allen for more than 15 minutes of work. 
That was uh, that's that's pretty. I think that's pretty on uh, on point. Yeah, but I I thought th- I liked this movie a lot actually. I, it for sure. Uh, I thought it was going to have wedding crashers syndrome because it started real hot and then took a dip, and I was like, all right, it'll come back, and it didn't really. It lost steam, and by the, like once. You're halfway through the movie, and the plot's not getting good, and the movie's not getting anywhere close to interesting again, but I will give the movie credit. What it does is it just added a new character or toy, like, every five minutes, Yes, and it just kept doing that until the end of the movie, so... It was like cameo porn. Right, so even as the movie was losing steam, you're like, well, whatever, in a few minutes I might see a new thing. Oh, Keanu! You're right, Keanu Reeves, who his character was great. I love it. Keanu ruled. I actually loved a lot of the new toys in this one. I mean, uh, Forky was the main one. You know I figure out? Who, who voiced Forky? Oh, I could immediately. Who? And I'm not good at that, I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I pull it's very recognizable, and once yeah. you say it, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. Did you not look it up? No. Tony Hale. Tony who? Tony Hale. Who's Tony Hale? Uh, Buster in Arrested Development oh, and yes. the guy in Veep. Okay, okay. Who yeah, yeah. Uh, I I started watching Veep this weekend. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, do you watch Veep? Nope. It's blows my mind that neither of us watch Veep, and I knew that. I know I, that I it's, it's amazing. Veep. I trust yeah. all the people that say that it's, it's amazing. So, well, look at it. Right. It's Julia Louis Dreyfus. Tony Hale is always funny. He always plays like a very delicate dummy. Um, and my friend was basically like, "The girl like, from my oh, girl's yeah. in it." What's that? The girl from my girl's in it. What's my girl? The what? You've never seen my girl? Like the little the the movie of with like the little girl uh, and um, what's his name is in it from um, from Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin. No nah, man. Wow, you haven't seen my girl, dude. What the no. hell's wrong you with you? You haven't seen Veep, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> you watched Veep for the watching. first time. No, I've seen over like six episodes. Um, I'm seasoned, but yeah. Uh, Forky is the best. He is literally gritty. He's great. They gritty. No, I mean I know, yeah, but he's yeah. great. Like he, gritty. He is gritty. He's the stupidest, dumbest, most useless thing in the world. He is made of trash. So all he ever wants to do is go back be to the trash or be in the trash. He just uh, all he cares. Everything with him is just about trash. There is a scene in the beginning. Where it's like the first 20 minutes where the girl makes Forky, brings her home, and every time she looks away, he jumps in the trash. And Woody has to stay in the trash to catch him every time and throw him back on the bed. And there is a scene where they do like, uh, it's like uh, time is clearly passing. Uh, It's hours of... Him just jumping off and being thrown back on, and that was the I, I, funniest shit I've seen in my life. I feel like they spent, I laughed out loud. I feel like they spent like the first twenty five minutes of the movie just uh, with Woody chasing Forky and like saving him from throwing himself away. Yeah, and like, they, they literally went back to that over and over and over and over again. It was very funny. And they had Randy Newman record a new song about yes. like don't throw yourself away. Uh, Randy has has sounded better, but uh, it's just amazing. So I huge. can't wait to use. Uh, forky as a meme for like calling something trash oh yeah he's like trash i love when he's uh he doesn't know what a friend is so uh (laughs) so woody says to him a friend is like you and me and forky goes trash (laughs) 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 everything comes back to trash um yeah i i liked a lot of these characters uh probably uh, key and peel were great uh keanu was great Probably my uh, favorite was uh, Combat Carl. 
Oh, is that the three of them? Yeah. The three guys? And yeah. they're, they just move their arms a lot and say piñata. <laughs> and all and they one care of them about is... missing a high five. Right. Well, they give high fives, but like as they fix their arms to do high fives, it's just... It's hilarious. Uh, very, very good. Also really liked... Uh, Vincent slash Benson slash Binson. Yes. Yeah. The uh, ventriloquist dummies. Yes. So good. Uh, they're just handsome. I didn't like the girl. Don't say a word and are really scary. Yes. Love them. I didn't like the uh, the girl that they worked for. She no. Was a, she was a pretty weak villain character. Right. She uh, she was also, well, she was just scary. Yeah, she was like, she was creepy scary for sure. She was, uh, what's her face? She was, um, God. I, I it's like a mental thing. I will never be able to say her name. Think of her name. Who? This is now this should just when I say I can't think of this person's name, it should always be this person. Why can't I think of her name? Still out Julianne Moore. Oh yeah. I can never think of Julianne Moore's name. Uh she's Julianne Moore in uh um, Kingsman, Kingsman 2. 2. Yeah. Right. Um I uh, also wore a dress. W- yes. We haven't even talked about uh Key and Peel. Yes, we have. Have we? Sure have. Why? When did you say? Key and Peel were great. Oh, really? Yeah. No, you didn't. Sure did. Did you? Rack the tapes. One minute earlier. Uh, Key and Peel were great. Uh, Keanu was great. Okay. Well, they were great. Uh, I agree. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they they when they did the uh, so Key and Peel are these two toys that uh, end up with them, and they're they're a little bit all over the place, and they're trying to figure out how to do something in this store with this old woman and their first like so three ideas funny. are all we basically Murder like rusher yeah. uh and the eventually they come up with one and it's like the longest story in the world most drawn out thing in the world uh where they did they just they they don't like bum rush this this woman uh and she just goes throughout her entire day with her not doing anything, and then she goes to sleep, and you just see them like rise behind the bed. Hilarious. And they, the, the implication is basically that they kill her in her sleep. <laughs> right. Every everything is like they jump out and give her a heart attack. Yes. Uh, they were they were great. I love them. Um, I I think that the, a lot of this movie, like one of the biggest problems that I had with this movie, is that like it's very it sort of feels like. Not necessarily like a bottle episode, but it feels like they really write themselves in circle for like a good portion of the movie. So like they're always in like this on the in the that I wouldn't I don't think so. I think there's they're all over the place. It it's like bottle it's, episode it's, is like they're in one place and they're solving one problem. Okay, so it's not one problem, but it's just keep. It's like one problem after another in the same place. Well, I'll tell you if you, if you. So I said you don't retain anything from the second and third toy stories. Uh, here is what happens: one or some of the toys get lost or separated, and they all try to get back together. Really? Yes, that's every single. It's they come to life and they walk around, and at some point, either a human moves them or they get lost, and they're trying to all get back together. I guess I have no like no. You would hate of what Homeward Bound. Story is. <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh well, the whole thing of the animals being separated from where they're supposed <laughs> to be, and that you know what? In fact, well, I don't like any movie. The whole thing of like 
a thing is introduced that makes it difficult for them to be doing what they were doing before. Well, the first one was was about like that. That was about Sid jealousy and Sid, Yeah, jealousy and Sid being like, "I'm going to fucking destroy." Well, this Sid boy. is the thing that separates them, right? And he, but there's more of a there's more of a like a existential a death, crisis, yeah, yeah. A death threat uh, with Sid because he's a psychopath. Yeah. So there, there really wasn't too much of that in this one, other than the the doll wanting Woody's voice box, which hands were just giving to her anyway. I'll say, uh, strong female lead, uh, Bo. Yeah, who is Bo? Uh, Bonnie Hunt. I don't know. Sure. Would make sense. She has a bonnet. It's true. Yeah, and she hunts. Uh, Forky. Yeah, she does. Uh. They 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 also had still had kind of all of the uh, the old toys and that that's the thing I, I I don't know if they left out any toy they've added over the years but man when you keep making new movies and adding in a third one uh, or adding in uh, more and more characters the only character I can think of that they for sure didn't have was uh, Michael Keaton and was Michael Keaton the third one I don't know who did he play he played I think Ken oh okay he played Ken. Yeah. Interesting. Well, my, uh, Michael Keaton was in the third one, and you ruled because it was Michael Keaton. Um, but they did a good job of making sure, like, everyone still got, like, a line, you know? Like, yeah. uh, like you heard Jeff Garland's voice. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot he was one of them at one point. Uh, that guy from The Princess Bride, whatever. The, uh, the Don't watch. Guy. Yeah. The guy who plays uh, Rex. Yeah. What I'm... I don't watch Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> um, and they, they, they still had, like, all those things, but they were, or all those characters that they, they'd introduced over the years, but they were still able to keep adding new ones, and uh, they were good. I was thinking, as it was going on, like, which voices would I like to have in a Toy Story movie, like, right now? And before Key and Peele were introduced, I was like, I would love, like, a duo... Uh, like set of toys that's Jesus and Marrow. Oh, and man. then like one second later, it, there was Key and Peel, and I right. was like, I guess that's like the more popular one to do. Yeah, but or like it, they've they've like put in more hours, right? Yeah. So even if like Jesus and Marrow would for sure be cooler right now, I'm like, yeah, you guys, like, I don't know what's gonna be like. Would Andy Cohen be one? Like, who's <laughs> what's like a something that in 2019 you're like, you got to put that in, you got to make that a toy. I don't know who's got like the most recognizable voice. Um, uh, Kristen Shaw ha- ha- right. has a great they keep Toy using Story her. Vo- yeah. voice. Yeah, uh, who's got a really recognizable voice uh, these days? I would say Rashida Jones, but she uh, she, she was the on the other side of the yeah. the camera. Yeah, I didn't know Rashida she Jones. Yeah, she also has a she. She could be in the oh Rashida Jones would be in the anecdotal uh, build your whatever. Yeah, she's uh, did you know. Has a baby with uh, Vampire Weekend guy. Did Ooh. you know is Quincy Jones's daughter? Although her making the Quincy Jones documentary kind of blew up that spot. <laughs> so everybody, <laughs> I think everybody knows that now. She has uh, some relation to Tupac. They're like her, I think her sister dated yeah. Tupac. Yeah, yeah. She's got a very interesting life story. Yeah, she's Quincy Jones's daughter. That's like the most interesting life story you could possibly have. Yeah, and uh, Peggy Lipton's daughter. Shouts out. Had mother and father, both famous people. Um, Wallace Shawn is the guy uh, with the don't care. Cool. With the the, the stupid uh, princess diaries guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah, who else? Would Anne Hathaway be one? What's no. Anne Hathaway been doing? I don't know. She doesn't oh, I think Anne Hathaway is doing like a, she's like full in on being a parent, right? Sure. I think that everything that comes out about Anne Hathaway is she's like related to stuff. she's like, yo, I'm not going to be a bad parent. Actually, you know who has a really recognizable voice, but I think that it, it's uh, it's kind of ruined at this point because of the Lego movie. But Will Arnett. Oh, yeah. He's the he, he, I mean, he has like a voiceover voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think you could do it. Has unless Amy Poehler ever done a, a toy movie? Was she in the Lego movie? She's, uh, she's probably in... Uh, what's the one where Phyllis ruins everything? The uh, Office? No. Um, no, Phyllis rules. Um, what's the... Inside Out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I think that she's the main character in Inside Out. Amy oh, yeah, Poehler, you're right. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. T- text in to the show. Father John oh, Misty. Also... Uh, Oh, Josh Tillman would be an awesome one. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody who answered my bathing suit question by sending me uh, bathing suits. Uh, thanks to all of you, just Ellen, the only person <laughs> yeah. who reached out and was like, hey, might this be a good option? So still still and on the prowl for that good bathing suit. And I mean, but I mean, her, the one, because she sent it to me too. Mm. Uh, and it checks off all the boxes. It's like a solid pattern. It's seven inches long. Uh, it has a button. Yeah, wasn't was it a solid pattern? Oh yeah, there were yeah there, there there were there were the the like the embedded picture when she sent it to me was uh, a wacky thing, but yeah, but now th- those are also expensive. Oh, they're, they're like seventy they? bucks, seventy dollars. Yeah, no way. Which probably pass. I would say like that probably is how much that should cost. No. But like, I shop at TJ Maxx. Forty, right? Just be be forty dollars. I'm not willing to pay like more than thirty, thirty or forty dollars. No, I can't imagine I've ever paid for spent anything. more than <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I bought, I bought flip flops the other day, and those How much were like those? like two dollars. You can get those two dollar ones that are everywhere. You can get them at Old Navy, whatever. I got some that had like a little more something to them, and they were like eighteen dollars. And I don't know if I feel good about that purchase. Mm, yeah, is that something that should always be? Super duper cheap. Yeah. Because like, I, I wouldn't so. be... I I don't feel good about somebody walking around in flip-flops. My guy Tom Giles was wearing flip-flops the other day. First comment I made. Why are you doing that? You're wearing flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice nice, nice feet. What are those? Uh, what are those? Flip-flops? Yeah. Toy Story 4. Uh, very good. Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't say very good. I would say uh, very enjoyable. Right. Because when, when you're talking about the Toy Story universe and you say like very good, you're thinking, okay, so it's like Toy Story 1. But I don't think... Like, I, Again, you don't remember anything from the second and third ones. It doesn't I don't lose think that any momentum. Two or three were that great. No, uh, well, pe- three people was got really all strong. the feels because yeah. it ended on a thing that was supposed to make you cry. But whatever, life's supposed to make you cry, man. True. Just uh, uh, we also. Oh, by the way, distinctive voice. Uh, Robin Williams would have been good. <laughs> True. Yeah, I think we missed the boat on that one. Hmm. Um, uh, what do you want to do? We also P- saw he Mer- died. We, what? Come on. What? He died. Oh, yeah. So, shit it together. Uh, we also saw a murder mystery. We can make that a Patreon review at the end of the episode because yeah. it's fucking terrible. Well, let's make it. We, we've been... This, we've been we're, we're in the episode. We're in the episode. Oh, but yeah, I also want to talk about... Uh, I want to talk about the chef show real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we've uh, been watching the chef show, by which uh, we mean we watched the... We totally somebody feed-filled it, which is look at... I think you do this. You're supposed to do this with uh, like food shows. You don't watch them all in order. You look at 
are they making food that I care about, going to a city that I care about, or is there a guest that I care about? Yeah. And if there's one or two of those threes, ideally uh, three, three, ideally you get two or three, then you watch that. Otherwise, yeah. you don't watch it. So we watched the two in which they make the food that you see in Chef and the one with Bill Burr. Yeah, I also watched an additional one um, the Sunday, and uh, so I've seen three of them, but I got to say, it's very entertaining. Yeah, it's fine. It's a it's good a thing to have on. It's a very easy watch. Yeah. Um, your perspective has changed on this because you thought that the movie was about that guy. Yes. I thought that I thought that Chef was like based on a true story. Didn't realize it was complete fiction. I thought that it was based off of the guy. It's based on a food tr- food trucks have happened. and That's true. I'm sure it was. Divorce has happened. Yes. So inspired. But, but I think it should have set me off that uh, John Favreau uh, was dating Scarlett Johansson and also had an ex-wife that was Sofia Vergara. Right. So I think that that's the most unrealistic part of that story. Right. I don't know if they were dating. They may have just been H and U. H and U? Yeah. Humping uglies? Hooking up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yikes, man. Everybody knows H and U. What would you, you guys H U? Um, yeah, uh, but he does. So they make it with uh, it's John Favreau making food with the guy who uh, he got a production credit on the movie, but he was like the guy they had when they were making Chef there. To be like... He's basically the advisor. Yo, right. Like, when you're making food, this is how you should be holding this knife. This is how you should be standing. This is how, like, they should be shooting stuff. Uh, because he wanted to help make the food right. look awesome. Which they said that he felt that food hadn't been... Portrayed correctly. Portrayed, uh, like, well enough in movies. That guy's never seen cartoons. Because, like, food in cartoons always looks awesome. Yeah, but I've seen someone eating like a cartoon drumstick. <laughs> not on. But I, I think what he meant was that uh, it, w- it was not uh, like the process of making food was not uh, shown correctly. Right. So to which we say, this guy is, uh, you, a bit. has has his head up his ass a little <laughs> bit. Just a little, they, little excited. They go about into himself. it in the third, the third or fourth episode of the chef show, where like he was like, "I'm not doing this movie unless I basically." get to say what happens because i oh really yeah he's like i was very much like i, I don't need to do this oh so okay. i'm going to do it as long as uh i get to basically make sure that it's completely authentic right uh you do see though that probably from working with that guy so much and getting ready for the movie john favreau did lift some of the mannerisms and some of the kind of social awkwardness like the scene if you watch this guy, and this guy's great. Like, I want to go to this guy's restaurants. I want to meet this guy, be his best friend, uh, talk about how food hasn't been uh, correctly <laughs> portrayed in uh, in movies. But the scene where he's walking through the market with, what's the kid's name? Is it Percy? Uh, yes. Uh, where he's walking through the market, eating the kettle corn, and he's talking about uh, haters. And he's like, yeah, when I was young, we didn't have a word for that. We would... Um, I don't know. I guess you would just say like the person was jealous or something. And it's just he's he's weird. Uh, that when you see this guy in action, you're like, oh, like that scene and talking like that is based off of the way that this guy talks. But they make the food and uh, they play the hits in the in the early going. Yeah, uh, because they they draw from like the uh, the food that's made in the in. Chef. Yes, they make the uh, they make the Cuban sandwiches with Bill Burr. Grilled and cheese. Then they make the grilled cheese. Yeah. And really, that movie, for as great as the Cuban sandwiches look, we all know that that grilled cheese, the crunch of that is 
elite. What did uh, what did as this turns into the fifth straight episode of me uh, taking a shot at <laughs> Lights Camera Barstool? What did they put out there? They said, "Is this it like the the, the, mo- the best food scene in film history?" And it was from Chef, and it was like the fifth best one. It was the grilled cheese scene. I don't think it was the grilled cheese one. It wasn't. No, because it wasn't. I don't think it was the grilled cheese one, and I don't think it was the. Uh, wasn't the pasta? It wasn't one. the the Scarlett yeah. Johansson scene right. because the the pasta scene is the best food scene in that movie. That's what I said. Right. Like the, that's what everybody said. They were like, "What are you? This is the a best lot of one in that." The, a lot of people said the grilled cheese scene. Oh yeah the the uh, the pasta scene is by far the best the one best. between him chopping the cilantro and everything the um maybe the one that they they the, posted was the one after he gets fired no no i think it was no it was them showing how to make the cuban sandwiches i think okay yeah uh like when they're trying oh the you're, pork right, you're right you're right you're right they're buttering the grill and the, the griddle that's like the fifth best food scene in that movie because the one when he walks out and he makes the stuff anyway that's amazing uh that one bothers me though because they don't actually show him eating it true uh you don't get the 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 payoff right but yeah the the scarlett johansson one because they're he's making the pasta and the song a message to you rudy yeah best song in the world the music in chef is just as good as anything else so 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 between good. like the like visual of scar joe waiting for the pasta she finally eats it he makes it the music that is far that's a a no-brainer so i found it weird that they chose that one when there's like eight ones better than it including Probably, I would say that that scene is the best food scene in any movie. Which one? The the pasta one. The pasta. Like yeah. I would say that that the best food scene from a movie is in Chef, but it boys, right. yeah, it ain't that one. They uh they also st- still waiting to hear why uh, the Rocket Man soundtrack was good. <laughs> go, go on. Uh, they uh, I will say about the Chef show. If you're hoping to like learn how to make this stuff, it's not a great show. Oh no! They do a they thing glaze which is a, over everything. They do a cool visual of they show in claymation the truck driving. It turns a sharp corner or like gets some air, and all the ingredients fly up in the air. And it pauses for a second, and like, it shows you them like for three seconds, less than one second, <laughs> less than one second. So I, yeah. I have to keep pausing it. And so if you're watching in bed, there's a lot of like, oh, now I got to reach all the way across my body. <laughs> So a real physically exerting show. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's not great. Like, it's not a step-by-step cooking show because they do probably, like, three or four or, like, two or three uh, items per episode. And yeah. It's, like, 15-minute episodes mm-hmm. or something like that. So they go, they, they're going, they're blazing by things pretty quickly. And uh, John Favreau, knowing that this is supposed to kind of be a food cooking show, some somewhat instructional, will ask the chef questions during it. To try to get him to like fill in, like, hey, what are these people supposed to be doing? Why do you do this? And he never answers them. <laughs> and it seems like, and this guy's like the best chef. It seems like he doesn't know the answers to them. I think this guy might just be like a kind of like a, like when Wayne Gretzky tried to coach, and it's like, hey, just just, just do go do. do it perfectly. Yeah. You know, right. like this guy just knows what it's supposed to be well, th- therefore he does well it. that's like i mean like when they do the the cooking scenes and like they're watching something on the grill it, it there's no like instruction it's not like set it to this, this much this or, thing, or yeah. wait this long and it, it's just like hey that looks ready right right you're, yeah okay let's eat it <laughs> so he'll be like hey so uh i've heard you're not supposed to add oil uh to the water when you're making pasta because then if you're putting something on it after it can take away from it and this is right after he put oil in the water. <laughs> so he'll be like, uh, yeah, some people think that, but it's not a big deal. 
like, just just don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> the, uh, the the first episode, the pilot episode with uh, with what's her Bilber. name? Uh, no, oh, Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. Way too much. Um, way too much of her company. Yeah, uh, that, that you could tell that she was like, "I'll do it if, if you pump my company." Which right. is what, what's it's called, it's got like some f- it's called like splooch or something. Yeah, something like that. It, it legitimately sounds like that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's something that sounds gross. And I guess like there's a lot of it's a problematic company. I guess really. But yeah, I guess like she pushes these like you're not supposed to push people. Yes, uh, unless you're Rob Thomas. Right. Um, but yeah, she like pushes these problematic. Uh, um, uh, products that like haven't been tested or, or things like that really yeah something like that i don't well, know well take out, my word on it shouts out gwyneth paltrow just uh more of a badass than, yes. uh, than Th- but the best part of that episode was her not even realizing that what movie she was in oh really you didn't hear that was like the biggest thing that came out of that episode was that like she didn't realize that I she was in spider-man homecoming to the uh bilber part of that episode okay. Because I was like, I saw that it was like in her restaurant and they were making something that didn't have anything to do with chef. And it was like a vegan recipe. Uh, what's her fucking thing called? Hmm. Um, it's like, it is something like sploosh. Yeah. Um, goop. Goop. Yeah. Cool. They, they did it at Goop headquarters. She was fined, uh, Goop was fined $145,000 for its claims about Yoni eggs. Ah. What were their claims? Gwyneth Paltrow's Talking. goop hit with big fine for telling women to put eggs in their vaginas. Oh, no. Really? Apparently so, yes. What a disaster. Um, do you want to talk uh, murder mystery? Want me to fill you in on uh, FJM? I don't know what uh, left there. Actually, you know what? His parents were there. Really? His parents were there. He said that he was born down the street from where the venue was, and he says, my parents are here. Uh, I had noticed that he was uh, changing some lyrics on the fly during his songs, and I was wondering, like, what's going on there? Uh, and then when he said, my parents are there, I was like, hmm, maybe he's, like, trying to not say too upsetting things because his parents are super religious, and he is uh, he grew up to be Father John Misty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, his parents are there, uh, and it was a huge night for Josh Tillman mic stand antics oh at the end of uh pure comedy which is like an like soft somber part of the song he try he was trying to do the billy joel thing where you put the mic stand down you press on the base of it and it pops back up to you mm-hmm. and you can like kick it back and forth yeah and he just tried to do that like five times delayed the song for like a minute and a half uh and then deemed that it was he was like, kept trying to do it, stand. kept trying to do it, kept trying to do it. And he was like, okay, it's not going to happen. Too slippery. <laughs> it's a slippery, very slippery mic stand. Sorry, folks. And then finished the song. That's awesome. Uh, the other one was, I, I tweeted this. He uh, broke like a million mic stands when we saw him in Portland. Remember there that? were a lot. Well, there, there's still like a mic stand replacement at the end of every song. <laughs> okay. I, th- I honestly think that he may be like a big enough prima donna that he's like, I like it at this height at this for this song or whatever because he's he knows what he's going to do and how he's going to move uh how much of his tour budget do you think is consumed by mike's mike stands mike stands and lights <laughs> yes he actually i was wondering i was like how much money does he get out of a show like that because he's got a big band he's spending a lot of money on lighting right he's like he's a very he's very big into the pre- presentation splitting the t- intake yeah anyway with jason isbell right uh he's also Although, maybe to save money, he's cutting back on the wardrobe. He's not wearing a cool suit or anything like that. He's wearing, like, sweatpants, a uh, tank top, and 
a like double breasted <laughs> jacket. Okay. So like the, the most homeless he's ever looked. Um, but he uh, a just amazing setlist broke out some songs that I didn't think he would play. So that was that was really cool. He played the song the memo, which uh, I think might have like top three Father John Misty lyrics uh, during the part in the middle. Right when the song's grabbing you in the feels, and then he starts basically mocking you. Uh, he, he says the line, "Are you feeling depressed?" A uh, woman yelled back, uh, "Yes!" And he stopped the song and was like, "Ma'am, you are here." That Obviously. is a rhetorical yeah. question. He was like, "You are at a Jason Isbell and Father John Misty concert." I hate to be the one to tell you that you are categorically depressed. <laughs> yes. uh, so he just had, he had a lot of. Uh, he had to have, I think, a lot of like funny moments. So he was he was talking a bit more than I've seen in the past because I think that like yeah, Jason Isbell's music is more depressing than I thought it would be. So he uh, he really had to ramp up the uh, the jokes. Did he play uh, Gilded Cage? He did not. He I, did not. I, uh, I didn't think so. No Gilded Cage. No Star Is Born stuff. I don't think I don't think he's ever played Gilded Cage. I don't before. think so. Right. Uh, Real... Next time I go to a Father John Misty show, I'm going to bring a sign that says "Play Gilded Cage." Right. Say yeah. He I. I I bet he wouldn't. No, probably not. Maybe he'd be like, oh, cool. I okay, found I'm another actually, way to upset people. I'm going to get a shirt. I'm going to get a Gilded Cage shirt. Why we, should, we should make Gilded Cage right, shirts. Like Gilded Cage by Father John Misty. Ever heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gilded Cage by Father John Misty. Sex is great, but have you ever heard Yeah, Gilded sure. Cage? Yeah, sex is great, but have you ever like bought an Amazon Prime subscription? Because I think that's the only way that you can hear Gilded Cage by Father John Misty. Yeah. Ever heard of it? <laughs> um let's uh let's do uh murder mystery. Patreon review. Patreon review only. First, we're going to pay some bills. This episode is brought to you by Flip Flops. Yeah, you can get the $2 ones, but what if you spend like 15, 16 bucks on them? Are you going to get better quality by spending fifteen to sixteen dollars on flip flops than you will if you spend two dollars? What are two dollar flip flops even going to do for you? I don't know. What are sixteen dollar flip flops even going to do for you? We'll find out when I get my like sixteen dollar flip flops. See what kind of difference it makes. They won't cut up your face. They're haven't used them yet. We don't know that. That's true. So our listeners. Keep listening to future episodes of Brunch, and we'll let you know what kind of effect flip-flops have on your feet and your life. Flip-flops. Now, sorry, just had to pay those bills. Okay. Um, $16 bill. Uh, $16 uh, bill. Let's talk a, uh, an, an expensive movie to make. Had to have been. I'm gonna look up the budget. It, it, well, did you it, did you feel while watching the, this they was did the, this expensive to make? They did the Mamma Mia thing where they like shot in exotic locations, but they could, that could have been anywhere. It, could it was been, Italy. It was Italy. Yes. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So that not movie only had did they shoot expensive. in expensive locations, everything is super extravagant. Plus, at the end, they're like, "Hey, for good measure, let's have a bunch of fires and car chases." And also, uh, they their deal with Adam Sandler was huge to begin with. So like. That, oh really? Yeah, they had like a five movie deal with Adam Sandler for like eight hundred billion dollars. Well, this one uh, looked up uh, after the the movie because the whole time we were watching, we were like, "How much could this cost?" So uh, did the Wikipedia 
thing, which I think we have to do for all movies after we see them now, to get the backstory on who quit, who backed out. Yes. Did you read this for no, this? No. Okay. In 2012, it was reported that Charlize Theron had signed on to star in Murder Mystery. I'll, I'll get into this bef- before, actually. I'll say uh, Murder Mystery is a Netflix movie. Adam Sandler, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Aniston uh, our guy from Ma... In June 2012, it was reported that Charlie Theron had signed on to star in Murder Mystery, a mystery comedy set to be directed by John Madden from James Vanderbilt's screenplay. Before the announcement, the project had been set up at Walt Disney Studios with Kevin McDonald to direct. In 2013, it was reported that Colin Firth, Adam Sandler, and Emily Blunt had joined the cast. What? Although representatives for Firth and Blunt denied they were boarding the film. In 2013, uh, September 2013, it was reported that both Theron and Madden had left the project and that Anne Fletcher was now set to direct for TWC Dimension. Theron eventually received an executive producer credit on the film. In March 2018, five years later, uh, it was announced that Sandler and Jennifer Aniston had signed to star, reuniting them after Just Go With It, their 2011 film. Thank you for putting that in there, Wikipedia. Very important note. Uh, Kyle Newichek directed, still with Vanderbilt's script, and the film premiered on Netflix as part of Sandler's distribution deal. So that's kind of it. Began filming 14, June 14th, uh, 2018 in uh, Montreal in late July 2018. Filming began in Italy at locations including uh, Santa Margarita, Ligure, Lake Como, and Milan. So that's the back, that's the back story. Okay. So people in and out. Uh, yeah, I think he got a, a $100 million deal with Netflix for four movies. Wow. And that's his second four-movie deal with Netflix. Really? Yeah. What other ones has he made that anyone's They're all watched? been bad, I think. Oh, there was the one where him and Chris Rock, there's the uh, daughters are getting married. Or their oh, yeah, that one was actually pretty good. I kind of like that one. Okay, I didn't see that one. I thought that was pretty funny. Nice. Uh, and then there was one, the one where he played like the Cowboys. I heard that one was terrible, like the okay. Ridiculous Six or something like that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was, uh, I, I guess, t- absolutely terrible. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the other ones. Maybe they haven't come out yet. Okay, I'll tell you this about Murder Mystery. It was stupid and bad and served its purpose perfectly it's just a bad free movie to watch to spend in you don't know what what it is who did it the whole time you're watching it so if you want to be invested in it you can be as invested as you want yeah i i I just think that like i have to have higher expectations what were you expecting yeah i i I guess, but like you didn't even get that much from Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. I'll like, say their, it crushed. Their Everybody watched it. Yeah, it was it had like over thirty million views or something. Right, and people were saying like, "Oh, see, this shows it should have been in theaters because this is how much money it would have made." Not everybody no. would have went. It's, it's easy Nobody would have on went. Netflix. Nobody would have went. People saw it. They said, "This is a bad Adam Sandler movie on Netflix. I'll watch that." Right. No one's saying, "Hey, let's go to a movie starring Adam Sandler that I think looks bad." No one's going to do that. Right. And it's like opposing Toy Story and opening weekend. Right. We've gotten got smoked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, like, again, we always talk about having to, to kind of scale your expectations. Everything's but, to scale with movies. Right. And it, it, that it becomes you scale Adam Sandler based off of his recent movies, which most of them haven't been good. Yeah. You also scale to Netflix because it's I mean, free you can realistically say easy. based off of Adam Sandler movies, most of which haven't been good. Come on. There's like no, and his prime. Everybody knows that those are like stupid bad movies. But they're fucking hilarious. Right, because you saw them when you were a kid. No, I still watch them now. They're still fucking funny. Like, Happy no, I, Gilmore is still oh, yeah. unbelievably I mean, funny. I, I don't want to get into like which Adam Sandler movies were good and which were bad. Like, after Daddy, uh, so great. Ha- Happy Gilmore is A+. Big Daddy, I agree, is also A+. Billy Madison. After that, no, Billy Madison is like one of the stupidest movies ever. But it's so funny. It's right. It's fun and everything, but it's like these, it's a stupid, bad movie. Um, Mr. Deeds is as good. So ridiculous. Mr. Deeds and like Little Nicky are as good as 
anything after those two. Fair. And I think that a lot of those movies get, would get crap because people would be like, oh, man, Mr. Deeds is ridiculous. And it's like, okay, cool. So you've grown up four years yeah. since you last saw an Adam Sandler movie. And also, uh, like, grown-ups gets, get shit on all the time. But those are also, like, if, the, if those were on Netflix. I've never Netflix, seen that movie. Really? Yeah. If those went to Netflix, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. Okay. But, yeah, basically, I, I like Adam Sandler and I like Adam Sandler movies. But, I mean, I, I understand they are stupid. Well, I I think that like maybe this movie um, sort of gets hurt by the fact that it comes off as ambitious. This is more of a oh no, it doesn't. It's so silly. It's silly, but like in in it's, it's not like as like cartoonish as Mr. Deeds. That and it could have helped to do that. To have it needed like one or more over the top stupid character to let you know like this is a stupid Adam Sandler movie because it didn't. I agree with you. Like it didn't have the feel of an Adam Sandler movie, right? It had the feel of a movie where Adam Sandler's trying to just make a normal comedy. Right. Yeah, and like they none of the characters were particularly strong. And no. this was like a it was a it was a movie that sort of wanted that, I felt I like. I like my guy Hot Adult from Ma. Yes. Yeah, that guy is a, a stud. Yeah. He's all and I looked up I was like what other stuff is this guy in? No, nah, he's not really in stuff. Uh but he's just like a hot guy Again, whenever he's, he's a girl he's on the train. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, um so yeah, I, I think that like the, the characters could have been stronger, the performances could have been stronger, but like at the end of the day, it's an Adam Sandler Netflix right, movie, exactly. so whatever. Um, it was bad. It was it was a bad. Of bad course, movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was but it was like a bad movie that's an okay way to spend time on Netflix. Like I saw Always Be My Maybe, which everybody I think has really liked, with the exception of Jeff. Jeff, Jeff hates that movie so much. That's but, with like who? Uh, Randall Park. Um, who else? Keanu Reeves. Nope. Yep. Is he in it? Yeah. What? Yeah. Right. Um, he's like, he's like an extended cameo. Really, there's only two main characters. Okay. Uh, but it was, uh, always you know, maybe it was like a stupid rom com and a, a totally fine way to watch. Uh. To just spend a little time on Netflix. Like, you know that as you're going in, like, uh, this isn't going to be a classic. Always Be My Maybe, though, is, like, good and you can reference it and stuff. But it's a similar feel to when, you, when you're going into it. Sort of like a like, mindless watch. Great way of putting it. It's just a mindless watch. And that's what I felt uh, Murder Mystery was. I knew. I was like, I know this isn't a smart movie. Like, just because yeah. I don't know what the twist is. That's just because they haven't shown me the twist yet. The twist like, is stupid. Right, like because you can with the murder mystery, you can just keep making any twist you want. And then when they explain it away and they're like, oh, it's because then they show flashbacks and stuff. I'm like, well, you could have just not shown that and it could have been something completely different. Right. So uh, you don't feel dumb for not watching, for not knowing what the twist is, but you're like, yeah, you know, if you're going to tell me, I'll take the twist. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not saying no to the twist. So uh, the reveal and everything is fine. And then they double down with like 17 more reveals after. It's ridiculous. But. I thought it was a fine way to watch a movie. It was so stupid. It was sloppy. There's a scene where uh, Adam Sandler is shaving. He's putting the uh, all the stuff on his face, getting ready to shave. They're having this big conversation as they're uh, talking about stuff while he's shaving. And the next scene, they're walking around outside, and he's got the exact same stubble he had before. And then, like, two scenes later, he's clean shaven. Really? <laughs> yeah. So stupid. Oh, man. Well, I mean, if there is somebody who I would... Uh uh, expect to fuck up shaving it would be Adam Sandler I guess yeah Adam Sandler sucks <laughs> some people to uh, 
get some brief diversion from the heaviness of, politi uh, of politics and your day-to-day -day grind, and you just want a little fun, R&R. Others of you want to be politically challenged and uplifted and motivated to enact change in your communities. But, <clears throat> yeah, and that, you know, has a perfect little space in this fucked up entertainment complex that we have constructed for ourselves. Where we, do, do people realize we have an, like an entertaining tyrant happening right now? Like, hilarious. Where do you think entertainment comes from? Let's venture a guess. So, when we're born, this is, this is where we start. This is the fucking joke. Our brains are too big to make it through the birth canal. So evolution makes us half-formed when we come out. And culture fills the gap. And we just do our best and hope that someone's going to tell us what's right or wrong and whatever not. But when you can find out a way to make one thing more attractive, one way of being more attractive, that's when you get entertainment. Am I right? I am not, I'm deeply off script right now. Because, to be honest, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, what I saw, what I'm seeing happening right now, I don't know, like, I don't know that I can rationally respond to this. I, like, it's insane. It's truly insane. Are we just supposed to have, like, a blues, like, a chili off right now? And just wait for someone hilarious to say something hilarious that makes us feel better about it for a second? Do we think that our hilarious tyrant is going to be met with a hilarious revolution that is won by hilarious revolutionaries and the whole thing is going to be like entertaining as fuck the whole time? I'm standing in front of like a battleship. Do you know what I mean? Like a literal battleship in a country I mean, I can't even say it out loud. I always thought that it was going to look way more sophisticated than this when fucking evil happened. When the collective consciousness was so numb and so fucking sated and so gorged on entertainment. I expected a less cliche evil. And now it's just this bad, it's not even good writing. It's not even a good narrative. How entertaining should this be right now? 
with a fucking battleship in the background and this shit happening on TV, how fucking fun should this be? How fucking fun can it be? Can it be real in any sense? With that shot, like, I'm, I'm, like, I cannot play bored in the USA for you right now. No, no, no. Because guess what? I soft-shoot that shit into existence by going, no, 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 look over here, put your self-awareness on, it will never actually be that bad because we're too smart. And while we were looking in that direction, stupidity just fucking runs the world because entertainment is stupid. Do you guys realize that? Like, do, like, like that at the core, entertainment is stupid. You're welcome. You may be bummed that homeless Chris Isaac is up here in a half unbut is stupid. But I guarantee you, it may be the only thing that sticks out of this fucking, fucking hickory-smoked fucking abortion that this fucking culture is. Like, maybe you'll remember that entertain- maybe you'll remember that. It's not particularly catchy. Fix on the sand. On the sand. 